The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Hey guys, this is Kelsey and Kimmy, and we are your hosts on Talk 30 Rock to Me. Hey, oh, it's different now, but the same. But the same. As one of our, our listeners said, more rock, same talk. <laughs> Thanks. That was a great tagline. We that owe you five great. cents. Yeah, we have a lot of kind of fun things happening right now. So number one, our show title has changed. We're Talk 30 Rock to Me. Mm-hmm. Uh, like in parentheses and like in, whispers. It's, it's like whispered Talk 30 sometimes. Rock to Me. Yes. Talk, very like. <laughs> Did that work? Did you I, understand I, it? Yeah, I like it. I like it. <laughs> rock. Um, so we have a new show title. We are also on our network now. Woo, we, big changes. It's exciting. Like I'm really like, excited real too. So we are on the Boardwalk Audio Network work mm-hmm. um we're really excited there are a lot of other really cool podcasts on the network so go ahead and check it out at boardwalk audio a lot of really cool podcasts he sent us a list and i was like oh i want to listen to all these i know i, I was really excited them already it's kind of fun <laughs> um and you can find our page at boardwalkaudio.com slash talk 30 rock to me and when you go to that site there's a little button that says support our artist and from there it'll take you to an amazon page and when you buy stuff on amazon like all the seasons of 30 rock or the latest and greatest, I don't know, fun little watch band or something, a kickback of that comes back to me. I'm sorry. Because okay, I was you know just- why Kelsey's doing this? Kelsey just bought herself an I Apple did. Watch, and that's why she's thinking about Apple Watch I was watch just bands. searching for watch bands the other day. I was like trying to think of some other 30 Rock thing. You can get like a really good cheese board, or like, uh, you know, some like fun 30 Rock art. Or like and then, a hat, probably. Uh, like a Frank's hat, but no, you went straight with the watch band that you want I'm for like, your Apple because Watch. Because I want a new turquoise watch. I mean, here, there you go. <laughs> So, but if you buy some stuff on Amazon, it costs you nothing. Bookmark the page and just go there to buy all your fun stuff. And we get some kickback from that. So that's kind of fun. So that's all our news. No, one more Wait, thing. Wait, one more news. You're going to hear from us more often now. Oh, yes. That's the other bit of news. This is so exciting. I clearly know what's happening to my, our <laughs> podcast. It's all right. That's all right. We're switching to our show is going to be once a week instead of once every two weeks. What? So it's going to be just about the same. We're kind of splitting our episodes in half and then releasing them every week versus yeah. doing a big, big, large episode once every two weeks. So again, same show, same us, just a little more frequent. Um, and we're going through one episode time. So easier for you right yeah, to remember exactly. that we exist exactly so you're gonna hear you're probably gonna hear a little bit of ads you're gonna hear the cool little pre-show role of letting you know we're on boardwalk audio and here's some ads for the other shows for you mm-hmm. to take a look at and we're just excited and we're excited to continue creating fun stuff for you guys we're just gonna keep watching 30 rock we would do this anyway so regardless might yeah. as well do this with you exactly exactly <laughs> all right here's our show two three four Podcast, we're making a podcast about 30 Rock. Podcast, we're making a podcast about 30 Rock. We're calling it Talk 30 to me, it is great. We're back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is Talk 30 Rock. 
to me with Kimmy and Kelsey. And we have a guest today. We do. Hi, Caitlin. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. This is Caitlin Durante. She is. That's not how you say my name. How do I say it? Durante. Durante. Did I say, is it Durante? Ooh, fancy. Yeah. That's so much I better like than what I did. I just like okay. whitefied it so much. Well, I grew up calling it Durante. Really? Uh, like that's how my family pronounces it still. And then I graduated college. I was like, I do not like this pronunciation, so I changed it to Durante. Oh well, I'm really glad I at least I like we're so close. It's like I did the family. I, I went the family route <laughs> yeah. on your pronunciation, but Durante makes a lot more sense, and it sounds like Dante, so I'm into it. Yeah, it just sounds better. So yeah. yeah. So Caitlin is a stand-up comedian. She's so good. She's oh, going to be embarrassed you. that I said that, but I've seen her perform a bunch. She's amazing. Awesome. She manages Nerd Melt. She has a live, she's a live show She um, called Luck of the Draw. She produces shows, including uh, The Rabbit Hole with Ray, uh, with Jay and Rory. What if I call it Ray and Jory? Ray, oh, love it. I think they'll like that. <laughs> yeah. That'll be great. I also work that show, so it's fun. And she has a podcast. Tell us a little bit about your podcast. Yeah, it's called The Bechdel Cast. It's about the portrayal of female characters in movies. Mm-hmm. So we analyze how well or how poorly uh, the female characters are treated in different like mainstream movies usually pretty badly <laughs> your love actually episode was painful because yeah. it was so accurate to Thank that you. movie <laughs> yeah that movie uh there are a number of female characters in it but i think there's like two minutes of screen time in the entire film where women are interacting with each other really oh my and gosh it, I, and it i can't remember if it passes the Bechdel test or not, but if I it does, like it's no. like by a very For like a half-assed. That's yeah. Like- yeah it's real rough that movie is i will still enjoy it but it's real rough mm-hmm. but i hope you bring a little bit of that feminism and insight um to 30 rock today and oh, i can't help but but <laughs> i can't help it i'm just a militant feminism fem, how do you talk militant <laughs> militant feminist everywhere i go everywhere you go <laughs> it's like i've always and i think kimmy and i've talked about this i've always like shied away from calling myself a feminist just because there are extreme Extreme feminists, and then there are the more, I don't know, sub- where I'm, I'm all for like equal rights and all that stuff. But I think there's just such, sometimes there's that a negative portrayal of feminism, I think, even by feminists themselves, um, that I've always been like, I don't want to be a feminist. But mm-hmm. lately I've been like, yep, nope. I would argue that it's the men and patriarchy who are villainizing feminists. So you're subscribing to the patriarchy by being like, oh, I don't know. Am I a feminist? Be a feminist, man. Interesting. You got this. Well, I'll also say not to at all, but this is something I've heard from a lot of people from Orange Mm -hmm. County. There is a very bad reputation of feminism from where we come from in Orange County because it is the most conservative county in California. And... I, there's just like a thing I have I talk about this all the time with my friends and they're very comfortable with feminism because yeah. it's so conservative they were all raised by the people who lived through the first wave of feminism and we're like ugh that was so gross and those unclassy hippies, those, those gross hippies, hippies. when I think because there was also a long time where it was like if you want to be a stay at home mom then like mm, you're just doing what your husband says instead of like no like part of being feminist is like if I want to be a stay at home mom like that's my choice and that's yeah. feminism right there that's right. what it's but I think to be. that sometimes like I've seen it like whether it's on reddit or something where it's like oh like she's stay at home mom because her husband's making her like no like believe in her that that was her choice on mm-hmm. things like mm-hmm. that that's where i cringe at 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 feminism and i think because for a long time that's all i would read and see things and i was like ew i'm not do what you want to do it's fine it's fine it's fine i think that it's catering more towards that way and it's uh, broader i think it's growing really beautifully yeah, perfect so caitlin can yeah. i ask what is your experience of 30 rock tell us your 30 rock meet cute i'd love to 
I started watching it, I want to say I was like a senior in college, which would have been like 2007, 2008. So it had already been out for maybe a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think I, like it was in season two when I started it. So I didn't have a whole lot to catch up on by the time I like um, got introduced to it. And I've been a huge fan ever since. Uh, one of my favorite shows still. Um, it reminded me a lot of Arrested Development, which I think is like my top favorite mm-hmm. comedy show. Um, and yeah, I just I think the writing is really smart. I love the jokes and the characters. And yeah, so I've been watching. I've probably seen the later seasons. I haven't seen as much, but like seasons one through four, I've probably seen each episode maybe three or four times. Mm-hmm. So you're uh, a good company. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm a pretty, pretty big fan. Do you have a favorite character? Uh, I. Oh, I love Kenneth because <laughs> yes. he's perfect. And I love, um, I mean, I like Liz Lemon. Uh, 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 people often say like, oh, Caitlin, you're so, oh, you're like Tina Fey. You look like Tina Fey. And oh, you have, uh, like, I remind people of her, <laughs> which is a compliment. Um, or I take it as one at least. Uh, so I identify with that character quite a bit. Um, but yeah, I'd say uh, they're all such, they're so funny. Like Jack Donaghy is a great character. Mm-hmm. They all have just such great lines and, and personas that I don't know. It's hard to pick a favorite. It really is. Cause they all, it's a really great ensemble piece mm-hmm. more than other shows. It's very much like Arrested Development in that actually that each piece is very important. And even the, um, the more secondary characters like, um, grizzin.com <laughs> are so funny and frank and lutz and like just everyone is just so terrific mm-hmm. who was dot com uh retweeted our tweet the other day yeah <laughs> that like, was a big what, win for us kevin uh i don't know and it's not kevin james chapman <laughs> um, oh maybe i don't know there's but a chapman on the show and i can't remember who it I is. somebody tried to to tweet at him something and tweeted to the completely wrong person <laughs> and i happened to catch it because they had like used the 30 rock hashtag and i was like i think you meant this guy and then he was like yep that's me or something i don't know it's funny oh that's charming yeah <laughs> oh that's awesome um how would you say as a woman who works in comedy and is a writer how in what ways does 30 rock either influenced or not influenced your style and what you do uh i would hmm well i love the absurdist angle of humor that it takes and that's definitely any anytime i've ever tried to write a pilot which god they're so hard to do (laughs) uh i always i'm like oh i should make this like i want to kind of emulate that sort of absurdist comedy style that 30 rock has going on um and it's just so hard to pull off well like so i i it influences me but in a way where I'm like, oh, they did it. How, can I do it? No, I can't. It's hard. It's too hard. I've tried to write specs for 30 Rock, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'm just not smart enough to do it. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, the amount of jokes that show has. Yeah. I can't keep up it's with it. It's so dense taking with jokes. Notes, taking notes on the show is real hard. It's exhausting. It's really, it's just constant writing. Because you're writing one down, and then you've already missed three other ones mm-hmm. while you were writing. That's It probably takes me twice as long to watch it, because I do lots of pausing and rewinding mm-hmm. when I'm watching the episodes. Yeah. And so it probably takes me twice as long to watch every single episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, and the way that's very much how I feel about Arrested Development as well yeah. is because that show I just can't. There's some shows you watch and you're like, oh, I see where this came from. I see how they got to this joke. I see how they built this. Mm-hmm. I never can see Arrested Development coming. It's just in mm-hmm. the same with this. Like, I don't know how they get to those jokes. I don't know where they came from. I don't know where the, it, it's just so good. Um, it's like watching magic. They do a lot of like bait and switch type jokes mm-hmm. kind of thing, or they'll like they set up a joke. The in you assume that it's going to take you know he. Uh, 
how do you talk? (laughs) (laughs) Talk 30 rock to me. Um, You know, you know what a bait and switch joke is. I don't have to explain it. (laughs) I mean, you can. I'd enjoy to hear it. You you have a master's from Boston in screenwriting. So if anyone can explain it, it's you. Oh, God. Thank you for saying that. I just wanted to drop Um, that. You paid for that master's. So I think it should be used as much as possible. I do have a master's degree in screenwriting. Uh, listen to the Bechtel cast. I mention it once an episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's authority, right? It gives you authority in it. Like, I yeah, I've got some cred. I've got some credentials. <laughs> As you pull your diploma out of your purse. <laughs> yeah, I just carry it with me. I know you can't see this diploma because it's right. a podcast, but it's here. You should I've, like shrink it down, put it in your wallet. I, I was just going to say, I turned it into business cards. <laughs> yeah. People are like, oh, how can we contact you? I'm like, here's my diploma. Figure it out for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm really intrigued that you say people compare you to Liz Lemon and I get that you have glasses and brown hair mm-hmm. so those are the very simple things but also you know you want to work in comedy you're doing this stuff but it's always really I don't know I this is very different people I've had three people tell me I look like Phoebe Waller-Cates whatever from Fleabag and then they all get nervous like, but like not in, it's really strange to get compared to someone because there's a lot of baggage that often right. comes You're to like, that don't take this offensively but you kind of look like but it's also like a, I like googled her for me I googled her I'm like oh she's cute okay I'll take it thank right. you very much this is a compliment she's the main character in from Fleabag. Fleabag yeah it, it's because she has short curly hair that's literally what it is <laughs> yeah I don't really see the resemblance other no. wise and it's it's totally fine I, I don't I'm not like hurt either way but it like it's that thing when someone's like you are like this person there's baggage that comes with that both good and bad i don't know as someone who wants to who's working in this industry and is a writer how does that make you feel when people compare you to liz lemon do you enjoy it is it kind of like ah because like that character and tina fey are like what especially tina fey <laughs> well yeah that but like uh, tina fey is someone who i admire is just such a a pr- prolific voice in in comedy um <laughs> And I really like she does everything too. She's on screen. She's writing jokes. She was the I think the showrunner. I think maybe. she was. Um, it was like her and Jack Burdett. I think so. Yeah. Or Robert Carlock. Oh, her Robert, Robert Carlock. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the fact that she's like wearing so many hats and is so good at all of them is just. And then like she she was the head writer for SNL. So she like not only can she write a sitcom, she can also, she does sketch. She was an improviser. Like she's just like, is so, so good at so many things. Um, so I strive to, to be that too, I guess. And <laughs> yes. since she's someone I admire, if someone was like, Oh, Caitlin, you remind me of Kellyanne Conway. I would kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, or like, hey, uh, I don't know if you saw that uh, her trying to do stand up that video that surfaced. I, I knew how painful that would be, and I chose yeah. not to watch it. It must be awful. Yeah, it was really. Wait, this really... is a real thing. Yeah, tried yeah, to it was like years ago. Yeah, she did. I she was. I don't even know what it was for, but she <laughs> did like ten minutes of like really, really terrible. Oh my! I don't gosh. even know if you can call it comedy. No one can see you right now, but you're like massaging your forehead. I'm really stressed out about it. Like there's a clear anxiety on your face as you're discussing this, which is hilarious. (laughs) Um, But yeah, to answer your question, um, since Tina Fey is someone who I admire, I like, uh, and I've been getting this for years and I I don't know if it's just because I like wear glasses and am kind of (laughs) awkward, but um, people are like, oh, you're the next Tina Fey. And I'm like, stop it. Shut up. What? <laughs> Say more. Keep going. Yeah. You can add that to your diploma. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, just write it in a corner on it. But I also like, I, wa- I don't necessarily want to be 
pegged as like uh the i just i just i'm caitlin caitlin durante uh, yeah <laughs> so i just like want to be myself and figure out my own voice you know mm-hmm. which you definitely have thank um you. but it is hard to find and that's like half the work perfect well thank you so much for coming yeah. on this show we're really excited to have you thank um, you i've wanted to have you on for a very long time and i was waiting till we figured ourselves out a bit right so it was, <laughs> plus this was perfect to have you on cougars with what you do normally in podcasting and because i'm such a cougar thank you know, <laughs> thank you oh my god i looked over and the cat was <laughs> sitting on the key oh my god that was yeah. not what i was expecting and that's always a guest and <laughs> is always on the podcast so she either sits right there or she sits on the printer which is over there those are her or two she'll spots. sit behind you and whack you with her tail <laughs> i warned her it happened and she great. got excited yeah. <laughs> i was like i can't wait it's gonna be great it's gonna be really great so perfect well let's talk let's do um let's do a 30 30, 30, 30. kelsey why don't you take well, us on 30 um i always do like one more well and actually i'm thinking i couldn't decide what 30 30 to do and i think because all three of us were at the same thing i think we could talk about we could talk about that yeah all right take us away so a couple of wednesdays ago two wednesdays ago two wednesdays ago um all of well i get a text from kimmy on like tuesday or monday saying uh judah friedlander's gonna be at nerd mode on wednesday you should probably come and it worked out. And so I went and I brought my friend Michelle. And while we were there and walking into the back room, Kimmy says like, Kelsey, come here, come here, come here. This is Caitlin. She's going to be on the podcast. I'm like, hi, nice to meet you. And ran back inside. Um, but I spoke to both of you. I'm so sorry. By oh, the no, way. that's fine. Like, yeah. three, three, it was three, like the second of like, uh, hi, hi, I'll meet you for real in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's great. Um, <laughs> I'm great at introductions. Everyone knows it. <laughs> that goes on your uh, diploma at the bottom. <laughs> um but so he was there he was a guest on the rabbit hole mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is show. a show with it's ray and jory with, with ray, ray and jory. jory dear lord um and it was hilarious there were a bunch of other comedians there it was very it was um, a great show trump themed <laughs> for the evening it's gonna be for a while yeah it's mm-hmm. gonna be for a while i was at another show last night and that's it was a big part of it uh but that'll save for a different 30 30 and yeah so it was really funny but so judah friend got there and he did his set and it was it was quite entertaining and he is just like all world champion everywhere on him his shirt his jacket even his hat in sign language said world champion it was finger spelled out and that was kind of funny no the thing i noticed i found funny too so he did that he did a fundraiser the next day Mm -hmm. on inauguration day which was super cool it was like a not public access but it was like a live streaming thing yeah but he's wearing the exact same outfit he he does it's his whole tour this time like if you look at every picture what he wears oh interesting i would like to think that he has like seven of the same shirt though and seven of the same jacket (laughs) and seven of the same hat um but if not it's it's his thing and it's fine but he was he was very funny i thought it was good yeah i didn't get to okay i really i was filming it which Mm -hmm. was really fun so i couldn't laugh because i was trying to hold it very still sure and like keep it on (laughs) and keep it on him so i wasn't able i like heard all of it and i processed it it was very funny but i wasn't laughing so wasn't engaging with the stand-up but what i what I processed while I wasn't just like, hold this still, stop shaking, your arm isn't tired. <laughs> what I processed through that was very entertaining and, and very, a lot of it was very off the cuff. The, the whole thing, it was like, give me, give me a policy. Oh, immigration, let me tell you my opinion on that. Ah, oh, like women's rights. It, it, it was, I mean, it was all improv is really what it was. Yeah, it was really great. It was so much fun to have him there and he was really great. So thanks for booking him, Caitlin. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. You made our lives amazing. And he also might follow us on Twitter now. <laughs> I mean, whatever, we don't know. Yeah, it's cool, it's no big <laughs> we're not freaking out um but yeah that was really fun that was a great show i was, was so really glad fun. you would come yeah that was great <laughs> that was like the bat signal we need like a 30 right it's just like cheese in the it's sky good. and i'm like come to la now was, and i almost like last night i saw margaret show and i almost texted you yesterday and i was like uh margaret but 
it would have been it it was like <laughs> kim jong il yeah exactly I'm like you can come never mind it's super late and the show was really late too where was it brea improv oh yeah she's doing a lot right now because she's been in her belt a few times right mm-hmm. yeah she's i've seen her on a lot of shows lately no. a lot of drop-in sets she's doing Kelsey, introduce this episode. All right. So air date for Cougars was November 29th, 2007. Uh, writer was John. I did this last time. We didn't know his last name. Riggy or Riggy. And director was Riggy. Riggy that we decided. I don't and know. Director was Michael Engler. And he's also, they both done other stuff. So I won't say what he's done. Listen to a former episode. Uh, recap for this episode is that Tracy starts coaching a baseball team and Jack steps in to try and make it better. Liz starts dating a younger man and Frank goes through some changes self-identify i don't know he has a journey Let's he just has a he journey has a i like that he has a sexual awakening there we yes. go <laughs> this whole like everyone keeps saying you can't be gay for one person in this episode it's like a runner in mm-hmm. it but i for me i thought the whole thing is you love who you love right i thought that was like where we'd come to as a society well so it's very it's strange 26 this was 2000 what what did i say it was 2007 Seven. like Things have changed a lot in the last nine it's years. It's very 10 years. true. But did that strike anyone else? I was like, this is very rigid. <laughs> a bit, yeah. 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 Cool. yeah. Well, I guess I would have always just been, and this is, I'm like, oh, it doesn't just kind of mean you're bi. If you can, like, but I, I guess it is just a love who you love is kind of the, I mean, there's, there's not the, a category. There's the Kinsey scale. Frank might uh, be somewhere in the middle. And you never <laughs> knew. Exactly. Okay, good. I'm like, I'm not the one to speak. I am a uh, very heteronormative, but. <laughs> Um, this is like that, that that Lonely Island song. Just keep professing what I am the whole time. But so I'm not the authority. But the whole time I'm like, this seems a little outdated. Hmm, this seems yeah. a little not where we are now as a society. So cool. That's true. I wasn't wrong. I no, was no, yeah, I know. This was very 2007 versus 2017. I was <laughs> yeah, waiting for you all to be like, no, Kimmy, you can't be gay for one person. <laughs> Though I have said that line where she goes, uh, unless you're a lady and it's Ellen. And I it's say Ellen, that yeah. a lot, <laughs> and I don't know why, but it is just very true. That's, she is, is very the, charming. The, I think, and I was trying to. Think Think like oh is there a different person you would compare it to now i think you would still compare it to ellen oh ellen is still queen yeah she's in charge um there are so many effing hats in this so episode. freaking i many. kept I, I kept writing them down because there's been like one or two per episode well and there was, was like an episode eight. oh because frank wasn't on one of the last episodes so there were no frank there hats. Were i think no they're, hats. they're making up for it in this one because we get one enough. very first like within the first five seconds you get ole yep like it's right away, just right there in your face. There's They're really going hat. for it. Do you think they literally just have like a whole bunch of hats and then like letters and then he just like irons them on right before a scene? <laughs> I like the idea of him actually being the one to iron them on. <laughs> <Yeah. off. laughs> Not like a props department that's or costume. That's definitely what's happening. Uh, that's definitely what it is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I was to say, we have Ole. What are the other hats in this episode? We've got Ole. We've got right boot. And I started writing like, so right boot was the second hat and that came in at three and a half minutes in at <laughs> five minutes and tw- uh, 5.25 minutes in we got got it why are you saying the time because i because of how quickly they were changing oh, like, cause I'm, like he's in it for like 10 minutes like because there's three hats per episode it was just changing so fast and then at eight minutes in we had handyman mm-hmm. and then at 15 minutes in we had beef at 16 minutes in we had burrito and then it ended with power <laughs> tool at 19 how many is that six that was yeah i think that was six a lot wow. of hats it's a lot of jokes he had to think of seven six one two he has to three. think of his own hat jokes then he has to iron, iron them, them on. on so much work that's a lot of work they didn't they don't pay him enough for no. this stuff 
so it starts out with something that I can relate to so much of Liz getting invited to do all these things and she's like no like making up excuses not to go someplace because she really just wants to go home and watch Top Chef mm-hmm. um, but no, I, I love Jenna's line where I'm going out with recently divorced camera guy uh, legally separated sound guy will be there <laughs> like, these guys will be there these are options legally um, a recently divorced camera guy was cute though he was cute yeah. so I get it yeah I was like yeah no she should go out with him <laughs> Uh, I love this idea of an animal-only strip club. Oh. <laughs> animal <laughs> customers? That's ridiculous. <laughs> Wait, that was this episode? I somehow missed that. Yeah, yes, that was, that was oh, the very, very I love beginning. That joke. It was super early. It's, so, it's a lot like that office joke where Jim was like, it's a two-way uh, petting zoo where you pet the animals and the animals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's to say that to Idris Elba and Idris Elba just stares him down. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Um, we get Jack's it, Jack walks up and he knows exactly what Liz is going to do that night. You're on mm-hmm. your meatball sandwich with extra bread and take some NyQuil. You're going to watch Top Chef. Um, and and he's and she's like, no, I'm not. And he's like, well, then you won't mind that I tell you that Casey gets voted off. And Casey Thompson was on season three of Top Chef. She was really yep. good. She I watched Top, top Chef at this point. So that was I've a big spoiler episode. for her. You've never watched Top Chef. Mm-hmm. It is really addicting. Also, I just got all this interesting info because a friend was a PA on it. Ooh. So she talked about having to do a lot of dishes, but eating the food. And it was great. <laughs> mm. Yeah, they got to eat because Tom Cloakley would just like make them food, which yeah. is the dream because his food's like 80 bucks a pop. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but no, I was really into Top Chef at this point. Casey, I was a big fan. She was really good. So this was pretty cruel of Jack to just give this away yes but she also made the top three so she didn't really get voted off like no, no, this no. Is obviously not accurate no she did get voted off though but she was she was a runner-up she was a runner-up but she got voted off in the finale oh i barely recall that so that means he gave away he... the finale so that's even crueler a spoiler but that's oh, what it doesn't isn't finale wise that means it happened in the next like in three seconds it announces runner-up runner-up finalist no 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 the way top chef works so it's oh my gosh we're sorry i'm so used to survivor right now i'm like no like they all sit there not the end, every show names. is survivor yes it is it's, <laughs> it's a whole episode it's an hour and then like 30 or 20 minutes in they have one round and then they get rid of the runner-up and that's okay. when she got up and then you have another 40 minutes where they have this huge thing or it's in the second to last episode it's one of the two where they have this huge like cha- this is and this is fascinating I'm sure this huge challenge at the end where everyone comes back and it's very much like bake off and all that so she got kicked off before that so it's actually quite a big spoiler so jack is a dick interesting good uh-huh. to know yeah so just so everyone knows how much that joke hits <laughs> hit me really hard clearly and then you get liz's you monster why are you like this <laughs> um i love this episode because this plot line is so it's the i just love the metaphor for the war in iraq it's just really really interesting you jumped to jack's oh with jack and the baseball team sorry i jumped yeah. too far ahead you i'm on the cougar it. line <laughs> <laughs> i'm like interesting this cougar story a bunch of old right. hot women invaded iraq <laughs> to distract Saddam Hussein this isn't what I meant but now I like it let's let's see where this goes like what would this look like are we writing this right now (laughs) fanfic (laughs) this is where WTF should have gone was the Kingo Foxtrot yes (laughs) yeah so this yeah the storyline of Tracy walks in with a bunch of little 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 boys that sounds so gross a bunch of boys in green hats which why are they all wearing green hats all wearing i think that was supposed okay. to be their uniform oh. especially because they couldn't wear red or, or blue, blue because yeah. of the bloods or crips or whatever yeah whatever you can't wear because of that um but yeah and so then jack of course is like well i can make this better and steps in and does what he think is thinks is right he just i love al baldwin so much because he just so easily plays that like 
the old white man in charge. He, he looks mm-hmm. like a general. He looks like Petraeus. Mm-hmm. Like he has that look so well. So yep. he plays that role in that weird analogy so beautifully. And he is so sweaty in so much of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> like real sweaty. He's wearing like a polo shirt and khakis at one point. I'm like, this is very odd. Yeah. <laughs> With that cigar. Hey, that's that king we met earlier. Yes. Which did you notice? So I was like, Knuckle Beach is not a real place. No, it's the best name for a fake place I've heard in a it's while. It's also though. referenced in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. it's a tina fey fake city oh that's funny yeah it's not like where they live obviously but there's something with like a an animal shelter or something that's in knuckle beach it sounds like something that the carol kane character would talk about probably she was like down in knuckle beach that's my carol kane impression was it good (laughs) tell me now (laughs) maybe maybe (laughs) i know i nailed it but um, Wait, can I backtrack for a yes, second? Yeah. When you were talking about what Jack was wearing, yes. uh, there's another. I don't remember which episode it's in, but he Jack is wearing a tux, and Liz is like, "Why are you wearing a tux?" He's like, "It's after six o'clock. What am I, a farmer yes. or something?" <laughs> of that classic joke. Jack, one of the great Thirty Rock jokes. Which it may, is it in this episode or in the next episode? I can't. Oh, it's in this episode where <laughs> the Jack and. He, that he's like i i'm very charitable i donate money to a, a an organization that gives homeless people tuxedos oh yeah and then you cut to the homeless guy at a wedding scooping shrimp which they use sh- shrimp is their go-to fancy food i've learned in 30 rock oh it's true because they have the thing of shrimp made of shrimp jumping into, into a shrimp. bowl of shrimp and then i was watching mm-hmm. like season five or six the other day <laughs> and it has liz at another event and it's uh she's eating something with shrimp like that's just their default like that's so funny. fancy food is shrimp it's because shrimp is fancy food i love motifs like that though like only fans who've seen like mul- like every episode multiple times multiple would times. pick up on stuff like yeah. that i just love that stuff mm-hmm. no it is a. Uh... Isn't shrimp fancy food for you guys? I'm now I'm stuck on this. Yeah. Is it fancy food? No. I eat it only at Christmas. Well, oh. It's like a yeah, like having like a shrimp cocktail thing is like, yeah, it's fancy. I eat it. I say I like sh- I eat shrimp all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, see it's fancy food for me. My I grandma mean, like, puts it out of Thanksgiving and that's the only time. For I us, eat like it. at Christmas time, my mom always makes fettuccine alfredo and shrimp. And so like that I associate oh. it with that, but I also don't consider Christmas as fancy. <laughs> well, I mean, to have it like as a, an hors d'oeuvre, I think it's fancy. It's better uh, than like know. chicken wings and like jalapeno poppers. <laughs> which does sound good. But yeah. I agree. Okay, cool. I just suddenly had a moment where I'm like, Am I not classy? <laughs> Am I wrong in this? I think Tina Fey agrees with me. But uh, we get great lines from the kids that oh, walk in. These kids are really cute. They're, They're really well so cast. They're so cute. Really cute kids. So we get what their dreams are, which is when I grow up, I'm going to do vending machine maintenance. <laughs> I'm going to get shot by the, poli- by the police and sue the city. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to be a talkative doorman with a drinking problem. <laughs> hey, you shoot for the stars. Right. And then someday, <laughs> I'll have an office like this to clean. To clean. Oh. Um, and then you get Jack saying, these people, these kids need some good role models. And you get the kids saying, oh, like R. Kelly and Michael Vick. <laughs> That's just such a great line. Oh, it's so sad. A lot of Michael Vick jokes because they had one like two episodes mm-hmm. ago where yep, he was the uh, dog, doing the dog yeah, fighting. Yeah, Tracy went the dog fight. Oh, my God. I love that episode. And they bring in the little <laughs> tiny like Pomeranian. Yes, yes. It was not Pomer laughing. They did it very purposefully. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> So this is my only issue. So this this whole plot line of um, we're not even we haven't even talked about Jamie yet. We'll get there. Know, but right? like we'll there. this whole plot line of these boys and this uh, baseball game is a metaphor for Iraq and our ability, our tendency to go in and be like, we have all the answers. We're rich, wealthy white people. Yep. We can fix all these other cultures and failing right. But at the same time, it, it's a mixed metaphor because it's a very different cultural situation we're dealing with here. So I appreciate the analogy. Uh, but I think it causes almost more problems comparing mm. these two cultural situations. 
I don't. Does that make sense to me? You mean like this this storyline being an allegory for Iraq, the Iraq war? Sets up sets up a very complicated situation though with how do you deal with like inner city youth? Mm-hmm. And oh, I, it's yeah. not an actual problem. It's just it's just like weird. It causes weird tension in but my they mind. They could have when done I'm it in a different it. way. They could have done it with a different. The, what we were seeing could have been done with different to make people. it an allegory they had to stereotype this community very yeah. specifically and it's not an issue it just made me i like it just cre- again created a tension in me watching it mm. because there's i don't know it's not a huge Gotta issue it's just like weirdly it just i really i really struggled with it because they were using one community to make an allegory about another and the situations are very different in a lot mm. of ways mm-hmm. though it's still a really good point i think overall i, I just th- had a hard time with it at moments i understand that i think if you just simplify it to like uh, bourgeois white people being like, I can come in and fix this. Yeah. If yeah. you simplify it to that, like I understand the the metaphor, mm-hmm. but yeah, it is it was potentially problematic to sort of compare <laughs> the two, which is a very classically thirty rock right, thing. Yeah. Right. That's potentially always problematic. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> it's always problematic. They're always getting in trouble. But I just, I in the end, I still really enjoy the analogy. Which I mean, I'm just going to keep talking about Arrested Development because it's in my ear now. But um, with that great Arrested Development episode where uh, Mission Accomplished, mm-hmm. where they have the big banner. Yeah, yep. and we um, get that. Take a look at banner, too. Michael. <laughs> I've been rewatching it, so it makes oh, me really happy. Man, it's so good. And then we have the fun times accomplished banner in this episode. And the pulling down the Jefferson Davis, yes. Jefferson Davis, Davis. statue, <laughs> which there's no way there's actually that statue there. So I just imagine the props department having to create this Jefferson <laughs> yep. Davis statue, uh, which was very entertaining in my mind. Very entertaining. We should go to the other plot line because that's a very interesting one as well. I'd call it the A story. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) What? I have a master's degree in screenwriting. No big deal. (laughs) Well, it's confusing for me when I was trying to figure out the three stories because we just say the C plot line is Frank and his stuff yeah, that he's struggling yeah. with. Okay. Because it's it it weaves in with the B plot and sorry, the A plot line a lot. Classic that I was trying to write. Mm -hmm. But I was like, because that's not a storyline by itself at all. It requires the A story in order to exist. Yeah. That's pretty standard, though, for a TV episode. Mm-hmm. And I would again say particularly this show. They're the show, really, yeah. really great about bringing everything together in mm-hmm. a really spectacular way at the mm-hmm. end. So that's just how I feel, though. True. Mm-hmm. So we meet Jamie. Jamie. Jamie the coffee boy. Which, oh, that makes it. Do you remember the Kristen Chenoweth, Taylor the Latte Boy song? Oh. I just said Jamie the Coffee Boy, and I'm like, oh, that's Taylor the Latte Boy. I do remember that song. Mm-hmm. That song's fabulous. I wish they had written an entire musical around that song. I would have watched it. Have you heard this? <laughs> it's just like a very narrative song that Kristen Chenoweth randomly did. It sounds like a Broadway musical I song. Can sing the whole mm-hmm. But it's the only song. Like, it's just a rando song. But it's like her, and she's in it's love with the Latte boy. boy. It's about a coffee yeah. boy. Yeah. Oh, very nice. <laughs> so, fits this pretty well. I'm going to have the song in my head now. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't think about it before. Now or else I would have had it in my head since I watched this episode. So Jamie walks in and, and Liz and not Liz and Jenna is just like in her like yummy. Like this is like a cute little kid in comparison to Simon LeBon, who he didn't know from Duran Duran. Who? Okay. Duran Got it. I didn't get that reference. Um, I had to look it up, but I, I knew it was a reference to something. I love how all the references that they make to like older people that the young guy isn't like is supposed to not get are also references that I do not get. I didn't like, get oh, any no. of them. There's some, there's some uh, good references later on that, which I was, I knew you'd research so i, I want to hear that, that. <laughs> uh, I, we get what might be one of my favorite liz lines possibly in the whole show just her what sexy you are shut up <laughs> when jamie calls her the sexy librarian um and who's the val emic is that the actor's name emich emic that's jamie 
is what's his name val emic e-m-m-i-c. is that right well the first name is val mm-hmm. i was gonna say because caitlin yeah. i remember when i first talked about this episode you said you would uh run into him that's what imdb says it oh yes do you want to hear that story i would love to hear do. that it's story. not a good story <laughs> i was living in new york at the time and my friend was paing on that show ugly betty and he oh, had a cool. short yeah, he was on arc ugly betty for episodes. on it uh so they had a rap party that she was working at and she's like come just like I'll, I'll get you in like i'm working the door i'll sneak you into this rap party um so i go and i was very underdressed and because everyone was like all dressed up and cute and like richer than i was and i just like <laughs> looked like crap and i was like trying to blend in but i didn't know anyone there so i was just like sort of like lurking in the corners <laughs> and like i was very young and not that con- i was like 22 and i was like not very confident at the time and <laughs> I was just like, I stood out like a sore thumb. And then I like saw him there and I was like, oh my God, he's so cute in real life too. And <laughs> oh, what if he, I'm just going to like try to linger around him and see if he notices me and thinks I'm cute. And then it didn't work at all. Oh. So that was my uh, brief interaction with that, that actor. <laughs> More reasons you're like uh, Tina Fey and Liz Lemon, right? Yeah, that right? You also thought he was really cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and handled it pretty awkwardly. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he is pretty cute. They, uh, they he's like totally well. my type too. I like yeah. very s- small, frail, pretty boys. <laughs> is like really my thing. I like. Oh, it. he's adorable. <laughs> I don't. But he's really, really cute in this. They like cast him. I love that line where she's like, "He's he's like Zac Efron." That's a thing, right? That's a thing, right? Which makes me really happy because I was talking about someone I thought was cute, and I'm like, "Oh, he's not like Zac Efron." My friend is like, "Is that your like goal?" And I don't. I'm like, "No, Kimmy, absolutely." <laughs> I know, but then I was like, "I know you knew me then too." It really was. But I was like, "No, why am I saying this?" And then I rewatched this. I'm like, "Oh, that's why I said it." Something was lemon. <laughs> I feel I'd like ingested it so much where I had just made him like the like cute goal well oh, zach like efron it. is objectively like the most hottest the most attractive absolutely man. he's very good looking that's and he's not he's not cute anymore he's hot he's, he's hot 100 like, i will watch he's in <laughs> he's in a bunch of really bad movies and i don't care i will watch them right. because just he's eye candy for 100%. me i just want to watch him um did yeah. you notice that so when the scene happens when jamie walks in to ask liz out like 10 o'clock at night that there's like a cake behind liz on her windowsill i did not notice that but that's hilarious. and i don't know if it's a real cake or a cut out of a cake and i don't know which one i like better. either way <laughs> i think it was the best i'm like what is that and that's fantastic oh her relationship with food is so perfect oh man it's so good so liz is struggling with going out with a kid who's like three basically um and Li- and jenna's trying to tell her it's okay we're cougars it's fine and Jenna references a Vanity Fair article about cougars, and she's like, about that crisis in Africa cover. So in July of 2007, there were a bunch, and in July, there were 20 different covers that were shot by Anne, Le- Anne Leibovitz. That's a- Annie Leibovitz. Yeah, yeah, thank you. And it was crisis in Africa, and the covers were all different celebrities, and it was like Maya Angelou and Madonna and Obama and Don Cheadle and all these things. And I'm curious if she saw one that was like, like Maya Angelou and Chris Rock were on a cover together, and I wonder if she saw that and went, ah, oh, it's a cougar episode, or a cougar article, like because she she's like oh it was like a cougar i don't know that vanity fair would actually have an article about they might but they tend to be a little above that so interesting that's what i thought so i'm wondering if she Maya saw that angelou and chris rock oh, is an like example the combos, of cougars the that is are so great. complicated so like Maya angelou madonna obama don Cheeto, obama muhammad ali uh bono and queen rainia 
Bono and Condoleezza Rice, which was another one that maybe um, Condoleezza and George W. Bush. Uh, oh, Condi. Um, I don't who who's uh, I can't pronounce it. Did D J I M O N is the first name. Jamon uh, Jamon Hansu. Yeah, yeah. So he's yeah. on it with Madonna, and he's on it with Brad Pitt, and he's on it with George W. Bush. So the only real opportunity for Cougar is Maya Angelou. You also have Rock. Oprah on there with Bill Gates and Melinda Gates, mm. and Oprah and George Clooney, George Clooney, Jay Z, and Alicia and Jay Z. Um, so yeah. it's just like it's all these com- that I I wonder if she literally saw this and went ah oh, it's a cougar thing and <laughs> it says crisis it says Africa on it or something like that that if that was her connection she's like oh that's what it's about it's about cougars and Vanity Fair I, this is really it's a stretch but I also love this idea that again j- that uh, Jenna looked at a photo of Maya Angelou and Chris Rock and she was like get it girl right <laughs> like get your man I will, right. that makes me very happy yes. <laughs> I like that the joke at the end of that scene is because uh, she's like, it's just ma-, like she's like, oh, the crisis in Africa cover. And she's like, it just makes me so sad that more people don't know about cougars. Right? <laughs> so good. It's so great. Uh, this was right when that weird moment, too, when cougars were a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, do you remember? I mean, to when did Cougar Town come out? Right around like yeah. a year after this. And then Cougar Town was never about cougars at the end. It just kept that <laughs> ridiculous name. Um, and then Abed became obsessed with it. But oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> just such a yes. great plot on community. But I just it was such a weird moment. It was one of those weird words, the way that selfie is a word. And I'm really glad it kind of died. Oh, yeah. Mm. But then again, I used it because my sister has a, my sister has dated younger men. And I always call her a puma because she was like 20 and her yeah. boyfriends would be two or three years younger than her. Mm. So Amy was a bit of a puma. Wait, what's the difference between a puma and when a cougar? You're a younger woman dating a younger, a much younger man. So like a puma is someone our age dating someone younger. Oh, Ew. Would, oh, sorry. You said puma. I'm like, are we cougars? No, we're not. Sorry, I heard that wrong, did and that I'm like, scare that you? Is, it, it did. It gave me a heart <laughs> no, we're technically so. If like we like, if we dated someone who was like 2021, we'd be pumas. I see. Look at the face Kelsey Sorry. is making right now. She can't because, even visualize. Well, this. because like I went from like. I think when I was 24, I dated a guy who was 30 and like what I'm like, and, and, it, and it was fine. And then after that, I dated a guy who was 22, which is a way closer age gap. Uh, and which normally wouldn't have bothered me, but after dating somebody who was six years older than me, going to somebody who was two years younger than me, I'm like, you are a child. Like the, the, it was fast. I did not realize that was going to be an issue for me. Like I don't think I can date anybody. The younger Puma lifestyle is not for you, Kelsey. It is not. It mm-hmm. is not. Mm-hmm. I just don't date anyone. That's how I solve that problem. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, we all we get so like, there are so many references that it's it's like you're saying it's just they're referencing people that we don't even know who they are so Narls Narls Barkley is a musician and but she's like have you been to his official website he does not have an official website at least anymore he doesn't oh, that's funny um, that's any, really funny any post you do it brings up his Facebook page and his MySpace page which I thought was oh, precious oh his MySpace uh, he's helping out Justin Timberlake with that one right and then she goes this just went from a senior dating a freshman to Mary Kay uh, Mary Kay Latorno which do you know who that is no but that's how the member the name goes and then it's Billy LaFoy Villy Villy is a 34-year-old female teacher oh. who had sex with a 12-year-old boy. <gasps> she got pregnant, no. went to prison, got out of prison, slept with him again, got pregnant again. Um, oh, they, so this was inspiration for later. Oh, yes. Oh, right? Yes, right? okay. They wrote... They wrote a book that was released only in France called Only One Crime, Love. Oh, <laughs> and but what does that sound they're like? They're married now. They are married Where's now. Where's my what? phone? Yes, they are. Like, so I'm like gagging. As I, I like, uh, yep, that is a thing that happened. They have at least two kids together. And 
And the yep. age difference is what? She's 22. So she, because she was, yeah, 22 years, years older. older than, I mean, that in its, <laughs> I mean, you know, what, uh, Michael Douglas and Catherine Zeta Jones. Right. That's fine. But when he's 12. Yeah. Right. Uh, like, there's a difference between a 12 year old and a 34 year old. And I mean, e- even a 33, 30 year old and a 52 year old. Like, that's still crazy. But there's a very big difference. Well, one is a uh, rape. Number one. <laughs> that's and a child molestation. Yep. Also, can 12 year old boys even like right? ejaculate? I, I was thinking the same. Have they uh, gone through puberty? I guess. Yeah, that's like right around the age that probably that boys yeah. start going through puberty. But like, I, there yeah. are so many things that are just. I really so want to hear the responses where men are like, "No, this is when we go through puberty." Like, I hope <laughs> that's the kickback we get on this episode: is men arguing when they go through puberty. Well, women like girls start getting their period usually around like eleven, 11 or 13, twelve, yeah. and then but they but w- uh, girls mature faster physiologically yeah. than boys. So yeah. I feel like twelve-year-old boys are still twelve-year-old. Like, that's like junior high. Like that's like when boys start getting weird. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Weird boys. Right. I Can I know. read the name of that book title in French? Oh, yeah, please do. I'm going to slightly butcher it because I'm not the best at French, but it just, it sounds even worse <laughs> right. in French. It's, um, un seul crime. Uh, no, crime? Crime? Uh, crime. Uh, crime. L'amour. <laughs> it's just so gross in French. There's like a Lifetime movie on it too. Like I stopped writing because I just started gro- getting grossed out. There's a Lifetime movie about their story. And like he had to, after she got released from prison and like when they were trying to get married, he had to go and get the no contact order like revoked because he wanted contact with her. Like it's just, it's nasty. Oh, this is- and they sued the, the kid, the, the son, the boy's family, like sued for emotional distress, like sued the state or something like not the girl, like sued. The, uh, it was just, it was, don't sleep wow. with your students. Guys. Don't do it. <laughs> guys, bad idea. Well, I've been watching that new show Riverdale spoiler first episode. That's uh, the plot line. It's no. awful. Poor Archie. Archie never would have done that in the original comics. Can I just say? No, Archie was. I it's it's a storyline that always bothers me because I'm like prison prison for all of you all of you right I'm like what and like Pretty Little Liars too oh like, yeah this exactly. is not okay so don't normalize this it's so gross but anyway all to say I just I also found photos of them and it's freaking me out so I'm gonna put it away yeah, but this is inspiration <laughs> for a later plot yeah so that's really interesting that's I was thinking that too yeah, we'll we'll uh, get there when we get there yeah. but that's fascinating <laughs> moving on further down this storyline mm-hmm. uh, Jamie's fashion is interesting. It just was though of the time where you'd wear. I remember when people would wear t-shirts under, like over a button-up. I remember but when people did. It that. wasn't. He wore a blue t-shirt under a plaid collared shirt, under a gray t-shirt, under a black hoodie, and he wore that twice. I feel like he also. You see him in a sweater vest at some point. Uh, Maybe was, I'm making that up, but <laughs> <laughs> he would wear a sweater vest because his mom dresses him still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which did you know? So the actress who plays Beth, mm-hmm. the mom, is Laura Lynn Barrios, and she is the lighting stand-in for Tina. Oh, that makes so much sense. That's really funny. Yeah. That's so smart to do that. She looks. I mean, it was like great. Like even the mm-hmm. mirroring of her outfit was really funny. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we want to jump to the last storyline? Oh, to Frank? Yeah. Frank is gay for Jamie. <laughs> this might be my favorite storyline in it, even though it's just so... It's so ridiculous. It's, yeah. it's really it's really funny. <laughs> it's just an evolution for Frank. And I, I think my favorite part of it is Lutz's frustration. Yeah. With all of it. Lutz, it's just such an existential nightmare constantly for Lutz. He never gets to have the last laugh. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Why isn't this fun? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, poor Lutz. Poor Lutz. Mm. 
Sue never gives him the attention he deserves. I know, right? Oh my! <laughs> is she the Germanish? Yes, we have writer. His wife She's in real not life. that. Yet, oh, really? Yeah, that's yeah. his. Oh. I know. Isn't that really cute? <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I, they're not married on the show, but I just always like watch them. They're always sitting next together on the table, and was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, that's so sweet." It's true love. Wait, can we jump back to the uh, Jamie and Liz yes. storyline? Yes. I like how. There's a one point where Jack is like talking to Liz about like oh, having yeah. like a younger person on your arm and like how it's a status symbol. And I like how he like mansplains sexism to uh, her. Yeah. He's like, Liz, that's sexist. She's like, it's different for a woman. Like you're an older man having a younger woman is like a status symbol, but it's different for a woman. It just looks ridiculous. And he's like, Liz, that's sexist. And it's like, okay, <laughs> Jack, mm. what are you talking about? Yeah. So I will say what he says is really kind. Oh, true. He, what he, he is mansplaining the heck out of feminism for a man who says things like to, in the next episode, token women. Uh-huh. Yeah. Who he is very sexist, but he like was very I mean, fair. I yeah. agree with the sentiment that yeah, there shouldn't be a double standard. Like if I'm an older woman and I want a younger, like hot young side piece next to me, mm-hmm. then uh, yeah, go for it. Get it, Caitlin. Go, girl. Did you see? You can <laughs> see it was. I was. Her bra was showing. Yes, so much. Yes, I was like that is a black bra. Like her dress was beautiful. Again, they're like doing the whole like these are. They're really going press. with the cleavage mm-hmm. they're really pushing it but it was weird i'm looking at them like you can straight up see her bra and, and not like a bra straps it was it was bizarre i was a little intrigued at that choice but maybe they're trying to make her look like young hot and sexy to be uh, with jamie that's true that's true. i don't know but I, it bothered me too and i'm like this feels like a simple wardrobe thing i love jack's line when he meets jamie and he's like where did you two meet amber alert <laughs> <laughs> it's not how amber oh, there's works. a few other funny jokes like that where um uh, 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 Siri, what's her name? Suri. Suri. Suri's like, uh, <laughs> oh, I thought I saw you at that club last night. Is that like when my uh, they found my grandpa at the bus station yeah. or whatever? <laughs> and then uh, Jack goes, Liz, what are you doing here? Did you take an Ambien with your Franzia and yeah. sleepwalk here? <laughs> Love it. What is Franzia? Is that a wine? Oh, it's a boxed yeah. wine. It's oh, like the oh, famous the boxed wine. Boxed wine. Did I buy a box of it last week? Yes, I did. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's so many just good jokes. I'm just like looking at my paper, trying to read my terrible Mm -hmm. uh, handwriting in pencil. Again. (laughs) My favorite joke from the entire episode is when it's early on. um, Tracy comes into Jack's office and Jack is talking about the baseball Mm -hmm. team and uh, and the practice and, and uh, they're talking about, he's like, we need to have a meeting. And Tracy's like, practice? Meetings? What is this, a marriage? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite love thing is like w- um, the sentence of which Winston Churchill biography will inspire Rashawn to bunt. Right. <laughs> um, and both of those Churchill bios are so, I think one was said it was written by like, it was like Watson Churchill. So it was like, clearly, I don't know. There was just really, I want to get a screenshot of what those oh, bios what those were because they're very silly. And they're the silliest photos. And it's Kenneth's sincerity as he holds them up. Like, which one? <laughs> <laughs> also, my other favorite joke is Kenneth being with his dream journal. That oh, my God. Yes. They've all come true so far. <laughs> so <laughs> funny. So, so good. There's a line where uh, Jenna's telling Liz to go shop at Abercrombie and Fitch <laughs> to like dress young. And Liz is like, it's so loud in there. I <laughs> it's so true. Used to work at Hollister. Uh-huh. Shut up. Yep. What was that like? It was horrendous. <laughs> I mean, most retail jobs are terrible, but this was especially bad because working there or Abercrombie Fitch is like an assault to every single sense because. <laughs> 
it's it is very very loud i would like come home with headaches because of how loudly they play like very terrible like surf punk music or i don't even know what genre that is but it was garbage and then they dim the lights super low so you can't see anything they spray the cologne every 15 minutes Uh, in the store so like you can't breathe and it's like it's a nightmare but uh, yeah, I worked there for about a month and then I quit I quit because I was like, I'm too depressed to work here. And they're like, that's a weird reason to quit. But I was like, well, it's true. So I have to go home right now and I'm never coming back. Bye. So when I was in high school, there was a Hollister opened up at a mall right by my house and like three of my best friends all got jobs there. Also, they were always all working at Hollister and then they all like left and went to Ikea. <laughs> Oh, there's that huge Ikea right there. That's why. Mm. Also, I would hate that because then you'd all hang out after work. And I bet it was just smelled like Hollister all the time with all them in there. <laughs> that combined with like Axe body spray. Because it, like, oh, it was the early 2000s. Yeah. What are you going to do? Um, there's an interesting runner. I realized and it's a bit where Frank's gay. Like, you know, do you want to kiss him? He goes, yeah, I want to kiss him on the mouth. That's like a sentence that gets said a lot on this show. Like, the, I remember she's like, I want to steal uh, him and kiss him on the mouth in a later right. episode. I found that's like a really weird at runner. It's, it's just something specific. she says a lot. It's a very specific approach to someone. Yeah. But it's something but weird. Accurate. That Usually when you kiss someone, it is on the mouth. That's fair. True. It's I'm fair. not talking a cheek kiss. No, yeah, no. She wants to kiss him mouth. on the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was like a weird, like, motif that shows up again on 30 rock um also the fact that sari sari always thinks that liz is divorced and has children Mm. (laughs) why does she not why does she keep sari it makes no sense is she supposed to be like the writer's room assistant i don't even i was never clear on what her job was in (laughs) the show which just i mean i've met writer's assistants she doesn't it's just like such a weird place that she's either liz's assistant or she's the writer's assistant i'm not sure which makes no sense no it's her last name so we think that she's just a famous rich girl who just needs a job of the xeroxes (laughs) wait her last name that's zero i never knew that that's really funny they're like which american corporation should we have her be the inheritance uh, inheritor of oh yeah the xerox <laughs> yeah that joke is never not funny um i like how when when liz gets the hot younger guy jenna decides she wants a hot younger guy and she ends up dating okay i couldn't 12 year old well and i couldn't decide because there's a whole storyline in one of the first seasons in the first season of friends where monica is dating somebody where she tells him her age is lower and he tells her his age is higher and she's like oh he's a senior and he ends up being a senior in high school instead of a senior at nyu i remember that yeah and i can't decide because she says that he's a senior and i'm like or is he 12? Like, I really can't. He's wearing Heelys. Like, he looks <laughs> like 15. I said that he looks like like uh, Shia LaBeouf on Even Stevens. Like, like, that's who I think he oh, is. Oh, the good days. And I'm like, this is just gross. <laughs> like, it's nope. so gross. Classic Jenna, right? Take Very it too classic far. Jenna. Um, I did love when Frank paints that painting for Jamie. I want that painting. This is my cry to the world. Find me that painting. I want it. I will put it up it's in my so apartment. Funny. I could probably recreate it for you. Oh, I mean, I would pay do. you. Okay. Okay, cool. Just know that you want like 50 bucks. Do that for me. But that also reminds me of there's a, an episode of How I Met Your Mother where Lily's really getting into And there's just something about that painting that reminds me of the painting, the nude painting she does of Marshall. There's just something about it or the one she does of Barney that just made me think of that. It's actually a lot like I had a friend in college do a painting. Um, Austin, he did oh. a painting of a robot apocalypse. So it's a robot. I think it's a robot riding a dinosaur into a burning city. And it is an amazing <laughs> painting. Maybe I'll share it on our Instagram Please just do. for the funsies. He deserves that attention. It was great. Sure. 
Um, one thing I wasn't sure about, and I just texted my friend who has been reading a lot of Churchill and he didn't know. The surge? <laughs> is that a thing? Is that a Churchill reference? I think it's an Iraq thing. Is it? Okay. Or maybe, yeah, no, because, yeah, wasn't that the name of one of the big movements in Iraq was the surge? That's, I couldn't remember. I heard surge and I thought about the soda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what that was a reference to. Which I used to love surge soda when I was little. And then you could like two or three years ago, you could buy them on Amazon again. And I bought it and it was disgusting. And mm. I'm like, I don't remember why I liked this so much when I was little. It was a, it was like a, it's a name of one of the moves they made. Is, that, okay. is that what you call a bat? Like something in war, a move? I think that's the official term of like a battle. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I clearly know my military. I mean, I always picture it like battleship. Like, <laughs> yeah. Be your turn. Yeah. It's your turn, America. What are you going to do? Uh, favorite lines or sorry do you well no else? i just thought well, well this no this isn't a line but i one of the other things we really liked is this is the first of two in the next episode too we get a lot of cheers references mm-hmm. which i thought was apt because for some for some reason that i love everyone at nerd melt is watching cheers right now yeah which is great but there's that he's like the sam and diane thing can't keep going mm-hmm. uh, can't keep happening jamie i uh, really enjoyed the cheers um the cheers oh i've never uh, so i i saw that show like a little bit here and there as a kid but i i didn't realize that was a cheers reference i haven't seen it enough to recognize that Come to the dark side, Caitlin. Okay. Just join the rest of us watching Cheers slowly <laughs> and surely. I'm not as legit as the others. I do it like every three months. I'll watch like five episodes. Yeah, but it's a uh, it's I'll so good. There. This I makes me happy. It's a great show. That I think this is the first time there's been somebody else on the podcast that hasn't watched something. <laughs> Normally it's me where she'll oh, be yeah. like, and I'm like, haven't seen it, haven't seen it, and this makes me really happy that you. Oh, yeah. Catherine, Catherine hadn't watched a lot. Had hadn't watched Simpsons. So. Yeah, when I got in trouble for not having watched Seinfeld. <laughs> mm. Want want favorite episode? It's not <laughs> that you haven't line. watched Seinfeld; it's that you have no interest in watching uh, Seinfeld. You're like that show looks pointless, and I was like, <laughs> I did not say it looks. It is pointless. a show about nothing. Interest me. <laughs> fair, fair enough. That's fair. It's That's funny. fair. I I love you no matter what. Mm-hmm. I want you know my love doesn't depend on Seinfeld. It might though. <laughs> um, favorite lines. I think I love the last line of the entire episode. Bye, sexy bear. <laughs> that said to Frank at a gay club, that might just be my favorite. I feel like I said mine already. The marriage joke. Yeah. I think I would say mine's probably the uh, the dream journal. It, they all come true. But if I'm doing another one, it's where she's talking about her roof every time. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I went up on my roof. And then later he's like, your roof was awesome. She's I know. Like, I go up there all the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Just love her idea of like being like an exciting person. Yeah. Roofs are great. That's the exciting thing. I know. She goes do. on her roof. Though I must admit, roofs in New York must be awesome. Can I just say that whenever she sees jamie with his mom at the end of the episode and she's like that's a deal breaker shut it down mm-hmm. i don't know if i would have that same reaction i'd be like he's still cute uh. i don't care that he wants me because i look like his mom and he has a weird mommy fetish <laughs> I, I honestly Whatever. i don't know it would depend on how much i liked him so i just i was like come on liz i think two dates in i would have been like Mm, no yeah, yeah I, I think i would have the same reaction as well. <laughs> like and there's a difference between like oh like for me if i walked in like oh your mom's a redhead okay like that's not as much of a deal breaker but if i'm like there are a lot more similarities than just this that's where can i tell you a dumb story that course, i'm probably gonna please. want you to cut but <laughs> we'll see how it turns out uh i went on a date so my best friend is a man named justin taylor aka jt and he 
uh, is a gay man and we've been friends for like 10 years one time i went on a date with a man who looked just like him and it was weird uh and we met on okay cupid so i didn't really like totally know what he looked like it was kind of like i saw his pictures but i i got there i was like oh crap he looks <laughs> just like him but that did not stop me from having relationships of a romantic nature <laughs> with him and then the next day they were like in the same room because he like slept over at my apartment <laughs> And I was like, oh, man, there there they are sitting next to each other. And this is weird. How did JT feel about it? He, I don't know if he, like, saw the resemblance as much as I did. Because, like, you know when someone's like, you look like that person. You're like, I don't see it. Yeah, so I don't yeah. know if he thought that they looked alike. But I did. And I was like, this is weird. I can't see this guy again. <laughs> so Aww. that's my story that's related to this. <laughs> That's really funny. That would do it. That would definitely do it. It's amazing how much that can happen. Like someone will have a mannerism and I'm just like, oh, you're like this person. And then it just immediately changes everything. Yeah. Yep. But see, I I have now for, I mean, if we're siding on, would we have dated Jamie through this or not? I have, I think I side with Kelsey, but I will say, I see your point where mm-hmm. you could be like, oh, he has a healthy relationship with women. Yeah. Like, he has a good true. relationship with his mom. Like he knows how to respect a lady. And he wasn't immediately turned off by the fact that she was 17 years older than him. He was still like, I still think she's, I respect her. She's smart. She's attractive. A lot of young dudes would be like, Oh, gross. A woman in her late thirties. Ugh. (laughs) Yeah. I've had guy friends date older women. I'm always like, respect. You appreciate wisdom and thoughtfulness and, um, and experience. And, uh, my hat's off to you. I respect you. So, We'll give Jamie that point. So I'm like, I'll be the middle ground of this Kinsey scale. But uh, (laughs) that's how Kinsey scales work, right? Yes. Cool. Great. I got it. Uh, (laughs) Well done. Well done. Well, this has been awesome. This has been our only part one. This is only part one, but it's the end of our first week episode. Yes. That's so exciting. This is so new. Yes. So we'll have Catherine back again for next week's episode. Not Catherine. Caitlin. You know what's what's funny? You guys, okay, my first name is Caitlin. My last name is Durante. Get it right. You know what's not even kidding? I was on my way here because I follow... Catherine was our guest like a while ago. Yeah. I follow her on Twitter, and on my way here, I like got here and like scrolled through Twitter real quick, and I saw Catherine, and I was like, "Caitlin is coming today. Caitlin is coming today." Don't and I almost <laughs> thought of telling you beforehand, like if I call you Catherine, it's just because I was just like I literally thought about having <laughs> I this brought conversation. up Catherine earlier. So yeah, it's, it's all sorts of messed up, and I apologize. But it's okay, Caitlin, it's been fun having you for this one. Uh, where can people find you? What type of things do you have coming up? You can follow me on Twitter at Caitlin Durante. Uh, you can go to my website, uh, CaitlinDurante.com and all my like upcoming shows. If you're local to Los Angeles, you can check those out. Mm-hmm. Um, or they can fly out. I mean, you can fly <laughs> out, spend a bunch of it. money. It's worth it. It's what's the price for joy, you know, right? <laughs> Priceless. Priceless. You can also listen to my podcast. Uh, we mentioned it before the Bechdel cast. It's available on iTunes and some other platforms. And you can follow us on Twitter at Bechdelcast. Perfect. Awesome. All right. You can find me at, at Kimchi Lucas everywhere. Um, you know, whatever. Just whatever. I never plug myself well. I'm always just like, eh, if you want. I should be like, you should follow Kimmy everywhere. everywhere. At Kimchi Lucas. Yeah, I'll pl- you plug me. Okay, so I'll plug <laughs> follow yeah. Kelsey at, at Redheaded Blonde. Her tweets are adorable and it's a very interesting look into what it is to work IT at a large <laughs> corporation. So you will learn a lot. It's there we great. Go. So Thank at you. Redheaded Blonde. Well Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can find our podcast everywhere at Talk30 Rock to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you can email us Talk30 Rock to me. 
um, all that good stuff. Perfect. Yeah. So new name, same us. Same us. All right. See you next week. Bye. and shows, visit BoardWalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.